Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Let's do it. Welcome back. Welcome to Behind the Gates for another week. Um, always a lot of fun this segment. Uh, the next 45 minutes or so, up to 11 o'clock, we take your text messages. We fight each other. We disagree. We agree. We hug. We make up. And then we break up again uh, when the multi flops. But you know what? It's actually been going okay last few weeks. Um, last week, no good. That was disappointing. But uh, if you sort of take a snapshot of the last month, six weeks, I think we're coming into spring carnival in a little bit of form. And uh, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun right throughout this carnival to hopefully get the multi up. And we just want to back winners. Let me know on the text line too, punters. What do you want to achieve this carnival do you want to try and find a nice futures horse at long odds do you want to just enjoy your punting and have a few uh enjoyable bets over the weekend give you a little bit of an interest do you want to take a quaddy how are you going to approach this spring carnival let me know on 0419767272 i'm curious how you're preparing yourself are you doing any training out wide are you getting to the gym a little bit just doing a few push-ups, doing a little bit of strengthening, getting the mind nice and strong. Are you taking an ice bath? Are you up on the Central Coast? Uh, what's doing? Let us know on the, the text line. We'd love to know. We'd love to hear from you. Andrew Hurley is here, as always, for Behind the Gates. He's been busy with me this morning with uh, a couple of previews, and he joins me now as we're about to get into this Group 1 card. Hurls, good to have Group 1 racing back today at Randwick, isn't it? No, it most certainly is, and I've said that a few times right throughout the week. It's good to see a really, uh, like a big field as well, and not just sort of got uh, some of these early weight for age races. Sometimes we only get a smallish field, but um, yeah, it's a top support card too. The more I look at it, the more uh, I'm excited about a few of these races. So yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Brad Davidson, uh, how are you conditioning your body for this spring carnival? You've got a lot of form to get through uh, in the next uh, weeks and months. I know you like to get out on the water and do a little bit of fishing just to have the mind uh, in a good place. Um, what's doing, mate? How are you and how are you prepping for this spring? Yeah, morning, guys. Uh, yeah, look, uh, I must admit, not enough fishing, to be honest. I haven't been out mm. for a good good couple of months. I've been piling in the, the time with the form um, pretty much do every day this week in terms of looking on a you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and, and then so yeah it just it just sort of all rolls into the, the next day and the next day and then next minute I go oh it's Saturday and there's uh, there's uh, we're on to, on to race day and no fishing this week so anyway we'll um, we'll make a bit more time for fishing once the uh, once the warmer weather gets around but no look as uh, as Hill said good to have the, the group one horses back always a tricky betting meeting isn't it guys because they're all returning for from spells and there's always a, a little theory on on how you know, how much they develop and, and whatnot. But um, excited to have them back and should be a terrific program. And are we doing a bit of a, a statement of the, yeah. of the day? Uh, if so, Luke, maybe we should um, get the old uh, listeners to text in their thoughts. Um, we, we've got to try to all make a bit of a bold call each week. Obviously, we're going to get a lot wrong and, and some right, but put our sort of, you know, put our reputation on the line, make a call for the day. And if you guys have gotten anything out there, send them through on the text line as well. Anything that's a bold call for the day of what you expect to happen. Yeah, absolutely, Dave. It's a new segment we're going to introduce. We'll finish the show with it each week. I'm still working on a title for it, but the basic consensus of it is is we put them on the line. Uh, we have an opinion about something. It could be a strong opinion. Um, it could be a little bit controversial. It's not meant to be too serious, guys. Uh, it's just to have a bit of fun and add something to the show, and I'm sure our listeners will have their say on it as well. A few toothless tigers there. This morning, hey, Marlo, you couldn't tip a bucket of water over uh, on the text line. Hey, <laughs> I bet I can. Bet I can. Depends how big the bucket is. Darren Flindell, good morning to you. Welcome back to Behind the Gates. Yes, uh, good morning. Uh, unfortunately, I was the uh, uh, the problem last week with the multi-tipping bazooka, uh, which let the side down. And mm. didn't that go from chocolates to board lollies pretty quickly at the 200 the way <laughs> Amy McLucas was swinging off it it looked like it was going to win comfortably and then next minute <laughs> can't run top four uh, that was frustrating but uh, I'm pretty sure we'll bounce back today I wasn't aware of that I was obviously away but bazooka for the multi really Darren well I mean, it was a field it was a field of eight. I was opposed to the favourite wine glass bay. Um, and it did get beat. <laughs> but, I, think, I think I can no. hear the disgust in your voice. Uh, yeah, Darren, he's filthy. When it, went from, when it went across the line, 
But you went, oh, and bazooka. <laughs> I, can hear, I can hear it. I thought, oh, poor Darren. <laughs> Darren, uh, you know the rules. You can't carry it over to next week. You've got to just let it go. I know the multi, no, we're, we're emotionally invested in this, but you've just Things got to let got it go. Things got worse later in the day because my real, the roughie I really liked on the card was Madame Pomri, and she got beat a nose by Pericles, and I should have just went Madame Pomri in the multi, and we would have got double the odds, and we would have been collecting. <laughs> Outstanding. How's this track going to play, Brad? I, I, look, it's going to play very fair in terms of running line and, and probably getting lanes sort of four to eight in the straight. I'm just not sure whether it's going to be a choppy Ramwick or whether it's going to be a, a soft six five, which has been every track this week because they've put up eights and sevens and by the end of the day they've been sixes and, and nowhere near that rating. So I don't know because Ramwick's copped a bit more rain than the rest of say Canterbury and Hawkesbury and places like that. So they copped the, the top up on Thursday night. But we haven't had rain for so long. It should just go straight through, right? So I'm thinking mm. that I'm thinking it's a, a six-five, but I'm, I'm I'm sort of waiting to, to see you know to see after the first race to see how wet it actually is. I think what really helps the situation for drying uh, is the wind that we had yesterday, mm. and the wind that we have currently, and it's pretty much a, a westerly southwesterly wind. So particularly down the side of the track, it's just blowing right up there. You, mm. you think this has to dry out to a six? Yep. Let's, uh, well, it's better. a beautiful it's a beautiful day here, guys, and there's a bit of breeze, Darren, so I reckon you could be on the money. We start with the winks. I'll rapid-fire a few techs that have already rolled in, and we'll cover off on, on all these horses. Um, the first one was from Frank. Good morning, team. What are your thoughts on Ossipenko in the winks? So we'll discuss him. Uh, Monval, uh, Monaval Max says, question for Davo. Uh, hey guys, thoughts on Lindemann in the winks, barrier 18, but horse has good gate speed, should roll forward. Um, that's been confirmed too, by the way, by Chris Waller this morning when we spoke to him. Trial well and Bowman to ride looks uh, great value. And there was one about Fangirl as well. Um, hey guys, morning. Why the price disparity between Hinged and Fangirl? Hinged mm. second to Animo first up last prep over 1,400 metres and gets a soft track. Interested to hear your opinion. That's from Evan on the Gold Coast. Good on you, Evan. Good to have you listening up there, mate, uh, in God's country up there in Queensland. So, boys, a fair bit to digest there. But um, Ossipenko, Lindemann, Hinged and Fangirl will go round the grounds and, and touch on those horses, starting with you, Darren. Uh, now, Ossipenko, not today uh, for me, Ossipenko, from that draw going back. Lindemann, uh, yes. I like the fact that he's had the two trials into this and it was good work at Canterbury. Chris worked in between races at Rose Hill. So, um, and good to have Hugh uh, back riding during the Hong Kong off-season. So Lindemann going forward is a yes. Um, fan girl, I'm, I'm not really sure about her. Uh, not really sure about her here today. Um, I, I didn't put her in the top four numbers as it turned out. Jeez, I've struggled with this race. Um, geez, you belted a few names out there, Luke. So Lindemann was the last one. You've Lindemann, done well. You've yes. done well. Come on, mate. You remember names for a living. Uh, you surely you can remember four. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Uh, doing the form on this yesterday, you start at the top, you end up at the oh, bottom, yes, and you sort of just then you just keep going up and down. You think, well, I've got to make a decision here, and I, I have no confidence about my decision. I was toying with the idea of going with Think It Over. Um, I thought he tried with a bit of enthusiasm at Warwick Farm, but I decided to change my mind on that. Then I was focusing on, on Zaki. Uh, no, I, I want to go something at value. So I've settled on Hinged, because I think most people would agree she's probably one of the more attractive prices of a horse that's one of the, the key chances in the race. I think she maps well. She's going to enjoy the mm-hmm. the softer track here today. Her trial looked fine uh, there at Warwick Farm. So I've decided to go with Hinged over Zaki. Um, Golden Mile, I, I think, certainly worth some thought because I think most people are of the opinion, had it not got knocked down in the scrimmage and the missile, that it was going to go very close to victory there. So at least it's it's been to the races, Golden Mile, and had that preparation going in. So I think he maps well and fit enough. And Princess Grace is the one I, I sort of keep looking at. Um, when she tried behind Lindemann at Canterbury, that looked to be really good work, and then she was asked to do absolutely nothing at Rose Hill. She was just going around for, to stretch her legs there. Um, she hasn't really been exposed to, to soft ground like most of those horses in the US, so all her form is pretty much on dry tracks. But 
I'll definitely be putting her in my quaddy today, Princess Grace. All right, that's Darren's thoughts. Dave, I've given you a bit of work to do here, but summarise as best you can um, those horses that we were talking about. Linda Manosopenko, Fangirl, Hinged. And, Darren, I just want to want to say that I do agree with you in regards to Golden Mile. I think he deserves thought. I think he's a bet today. I thought he was bolting last start when that terrible incident happened. So um, I'll, I'll be having something on him each way. But over to you, Dave. Yeah, I think I got him wrong last start, Luke. Golden Mile, I, I potted him, mm. and, and I think if he got out, he's right alongside I me to probably winning the race or, or just, just going close. So I think I got him wrong. Whether that's strong enough form for this um, is, is maybe the query. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't be against him. He looks to come back really well, and the parade suggests that as well. On the others, Ozapenko, I agree with Darren. I think not today, just from the gate, and I just don't feel it's his race. I, I think Linderman, I wouldn't talk you out of him. He... He looks ready to go off the trials and the intent from the stable there where they don't normally push the button first up with a long spring ahead. So uh, there's a bit of intent there of maybe trying to grab that group one while the others are all warming up. Hinged and Fangel, I think they're, they're tied together in some way. Like, you know, there's not been a lot between them in the past. So I can definitely see the appeal with Hinged at, at the odds. She likes wet ground. If there was a knock, she just seems to... Uh, struggle with the knockout blow and, at this sort of level and, and generally about a length off them and when she was second animo first up last prep she got all the favours out in front and was okay without raving about but um, I think that the fangirl I think fangirl's short enough but I think her soft track stats are way overplayed I, I think they're fine I just don't think she wants a heavy 10 um, mm-hmm. she won a binary mm-hmm. stud stakes on a, on a soft 6 at Newcastle and Newcastle generally plays a point worse than what it is so um, for me I, I think, uh, yeah, I think she's, um, I think she's a chance. But her, her problem is she misses the the jump and puts herself in a horrible spot all the time. So did the same thing in a in a recent trial. So for me, I landed on Zaki. I just think he was the one that was the easy one to go with. He loves Randwick. He loves fourteen hundred. He loves soft ground and he, he loves being fresh. And his trial was super. You know, in the back of the mind, I'm, I'm still sitting there going, well, they were never going to this race. They were going to a tramway in a few weeks' time and supposed to have two trials and now he's had one and all of a sudden here he is in a group one race it just felt a bit like afterthought um but you know he's only had the short break and i don't worry too much about him being nine i I think you know age is only a number when it comes to horses and you you tell how they're going on the track and his trial was as good as he's ever trialed so i think he's going fine um and i think he's the horse to beat but i if it's choppy then it is a little worry about fitness only the one soft trial leading it Great stuff. Hurls, what are, what are they backing? What's the latest? You, you told me this morning that they went crunch on Zaki after 9 o'clock. Has that continued or dried up a bit? Oh, gee, it's a good betting race. Uh, well, I can tell you Hinged has been back today, so um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, it's now into a $13 quote. Uh, yeah, Zaki's 380 but holds probably double the amount of any other runner in the race. As support for King Colorado think it over but yeah hinged has been really popular you're actually still getting 14 dollars for it so they're dangling the carrot think it over i mean i've looked at this race like darren said i've looked at this race over and over and over again there's just so many different ways you can look at it think it over would be an absolutely incredible training performance if it was to lob i mean we're coming back from a tendon injury, always very hard to do did trial well you know kerry parker fantastic horseman uh, but I'm just surprised that it's still holding that $10, $11 mark at this stage. I, we went up $10. I thought, oh, I'll get out to 13 14 15 and it may still. Um, but, like I say most weeks, you know, you can't lay things if, if the cash is there. So that's the situation. From a personal perspective, um, you know, you could say, well, who's got the residual fitness? And the only one really that's had a run is Golden Mile, but you could hardly say it was overtaxed. I was very interested to hear Darren Beeman during the week talking to Anthony Manton, and Anthony sort of said, did it come back a bit battered and bruised after that race? He said, no, you would think, uh, you know, he was almost expecting to see it have lacerations, but it didn't. So, oh, yeah, oh, look, I've landed on Golden Mile, but, um, yeah, I, you know, I could probably have 10, 10 goes at this uh, at this race and, and potentially miss. What do we all What do we all make of uh, King, Color, King Colorado, guys? I mean, it's two trains of thought, right? One is he's won a group one at start number two. He's 50 and a half kilos. He's trialed well, and, and, and the money's there again to suggest he run really well. And then the other train of thought is, 
how on earth is he is he ten dollars in this race? I mean, he's yeah, he might have won a, a group one at start two, but in the fair income department, it's was it even a group race? I mean, the second horse was coming off a maiden win at Doomben in a midweek race, and the third horse is coming off a, a Saturday win at Randwick in a race where the ones behind it haven't got out of there, you know, like wouldn't wouldn't even be close to a stakes horse. So I, I'm in the I'm probably in the second camp because I just think like oh, gee, it's you know I know the JJ Atkins can be a really good race at times, but I thought it was a very thin addition in the winter this year, and I just thought ten dollars was was extremely under the odds. But um, look, he could be uh, one that continues to improve. You know what I love, David? You go. You started that with, "Hey guys, what's your opinion of King Colorado?" But you, 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 you told us anyway. You answered your own question, great man. <laughs> yeah, but what's your opinion? Yeah, I'm potting it today. No, 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 not for me. Not against these horses. I agree. He might be a good horse, but you're right. He doesn't have the depth of the weight for age form of some of these other horses, and. You know, great opportunity for Louise Day, but she's had, I think, only three or four Group 1 rides, so I think there's a little bit of risk in that. Um, so I'm against him, Darren. Yeah, same here. I um, No, when I was doing the form, I wasn't really including him. I mean, I do look at the 50 and a half kilos uh, that he's mm. carrying King Colorado, but as Brad said, there wasn't a, there wasn't a great deal of depth there to the JJ Adkins. Uh, no, no. I, he would have needed to have been winning a better two-year-old class race than that. Yep. Smarter people yep. than me took the $26 on Wednesday when we went up $26. And, you know, in hindsight, you probably should have taken that price because even if it didn't get a run, you get your cash back. Well, I couldn't take it at $10. But again, it's, it's this race, you know, could it be the new kid on the block that just jumps out of the ground? Um, I, I wouldn't be willing to take $10 to find out, but I would have been willing to take $26. Yeah, I understand. So that was there was a text there, a listener, Dave, I need your thoughts on King Colorado and the prices. Well, I think you've got those thoughts now. Um, Dave, I think he's under the odds. I, I, I like him as a horse, but I can't entertain him here against these. Darren, a little bit against as well. Hurl's making the point that 26 was available. That was taken. So maybe at those odds you could have had a go um, to find out, but... He's, uh, he's on price now. What a race. What a race, guys. Um, I feel like we could talk about it all day. Um, we've barely talked about Lindemann, who could be a new kid on the block as well. Um, uh, Zaki, he's now an eight-year-old. Can he do it again, this preparation? Um, exciting race. Fangirls there as well. And Montefilia debuts for Waller. So um, what, it's a real puzzle. What about Malunga? Anyone see Malunga doing anything? Probably, Probably well, wants to... just the gate, isn't yeah. it? The query? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, well, I guess they'll, they'll send they'll send him forward as well. Try and get into a say a top five position in the run. Mm. Yep, Spot tough on, Darren, I think. Oh, he's tough. He's tough, all right. That is the Winks race seven. Morning, boys. Thoughts on Parazel in race seven? Looks ready first up. Um, nicely weighted. I think Team Godolphin could be in for a big day. Good luck with the multi. Thanks, Nick. Uh, Nick from Newcastle. Appreciate that text. What do you think, guys? Um, Davo, Parazel, she's got to be a good chance. Zoo gotcha, fascinating. 1,100 first up. Chris Waller wants to find out, is she a sprinting type now as an older horse or is the mile 1,400 going to be what she wants? None of us know, I guess, uh, until today. Look, I'm with Parazel. I, I do concede it's a, it's a race with queries, isn't it? Because I think if the, if the track's definitely drying out and it's more towards a 6.5, then it brings Queen of the Ball back in the race because I don't think she wants it too wet or too choppy. Um, but, you know, she's a really good fresh horse and, and trialled particularly well. Paracel, she doesn't have the depth of form of, of Zugotcha, but she gets the five and a half kilos off. And I just think she might have that trajectory to, to go to that next level, this preparation. Good old and fresh is always a, a pretty good recipe. Her trials have been terrific and... I think she'll get through the ground, and I think they'll be positive early as well. So even if you sit wide there, she can kind of blend in at the right time. So I went with her over to Gotcha only because just the 1,100 going back, whether it's all happens too soon. But there's a twinkle in his eye this, this week, I think, Chris Waller, about this horse. So listening to him on the preview, I don't know what he said this morning, Luke, but um, he does that little weekly preview during the week as well. And I just got the feeling that he thinks this horse might put a put a name up in lights of a potential mm. Everest slot and things like that. And, yep. and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she finishes home over the top. But she you know, just gets back big weight and, and flashing late. Um, but she'll be the one to hold out late for sure. 
And the news has just come through with Zoo Gotcha just confirming she will be ridden conservatively from the outside gate there. Hinge will be ridden further forward, as we expected, and Born a King, race six, number 15, to be ridden conservatively. And whilst we're on this, uh, race five, number six, Argentia, to be ridden further forward. Um, no, I, I like Zoo Gotcha as a... As a racehorse, she's, she's very good, but I don't want to be backing her over 1,100 metres here today. I was quite adamant about that. Um, I want to look for the professional sprinters, and, um, and Parasol is one of those. But I'm focusing on Cinderella Days, who I think is going to get dead set the run of the race on the back of the speed here. I don't think she'll contest the lead. Just been riding her a bit cold in her trials, and she's been really closing those trials off quite well. So I think Joe Pride's trying something a little bit different with her. So um, Cinderella Days, I've got high up. And Queen of the Ball, who's just a sharp sprinter, and I love the way she's been trialling leading up to this. She'll be right up on the speed and give a very good sight. So I'm sort of I'm focusing in on the three that I, I think are really well placed at this trip today of 1,100 metres, being Cinderella Days, Parasol and Queen of the Ball. Hmm. Yeah, here with Cinderella Days for me as well. Um... Yeah, Surely she I'd... needs to lead, though, wouldn't she? Isn't that her best chance to roll along and try to catch the break like she does? Well, she's got gate well, one, so she can. Yeah, I thought... I, I didn't think she could out-sprint them, but I thought, like, last preparation, her best chance is to sort of roll and, and catch him if you can, but maybe... Tweet maybe, Joe, tell him. Send uh, maybe, Joe a maybe, tweet. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe behind them if they go hard, if it's sort of third box seating, um, potentially, mm. you know. She, can, she might show that turn of speed we haven't seen, so... Um, well, yeah, I, I, thought, guess, I not, guess it's going to depend how much speed Not go too far back But it's just been interesting mm. in her trials That she has got back And I think from barrier one here They've just got the options he can, Sam can just let her just come yeah. out And just mm. let the other ones come across And just have a nice nice suck run on the fence Yeah, yeah she can get third If third defence is probably the, Nothing wrong with that is there So yeah, fair enough I, I heard the stables uh, pretty keen Very keen on her And looking for an Everest slot now, whether Whoa. that's a bit too much of a, a stretch, but, uh, yeah, I believe, um, yeah, a little birdie told me that, uh, yeah, brave, uh, young, young brave Pride was, was talking about that uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they're absolutely wrapped in her. Well, one You've thing got... Joe Pride's a genius of is these horses improving every preparation. They just they just improve another length or two, don't they? And, and she might be the one that jumps out of the ground here today. You got spies in stables now, Hurls. Gee, you are um, really branching out. You've got to have spies in this game, Luke. You know that. Oh, you do. You do. What about that, Darren <laughs> Hurls? He's infiltrating all the Sydney stables now. Look oh, out! He's got his moles all across the state. <laughs> <laughs> race five, boys. A few texts about this race. Um, love this from uh, a listener. A bit of confidence. Um, how is? How about Buenos Noches in race five, guys? I thought he was an absolute moral. That from uh, a listener. So this is the the race where Colino is now favourite at 3.30 for this Group 3 show county quality. He's up and going. I think the main thing with this race, Darren, mm-hmm. is the lack of speed. Um, oh. that, that's a, there, there's nothing doing. Fender rolls oh, forward. We know Argentia is going up there as well, but there's nothing else. That's right. That's uh, That sort of robs the race a little bit. I just wish there was one horse that was going to go forward and make it a genuine speed. Today we work out whether Buenos Notches is in the Everest equation in, in any shape or form. He's, he's a very interesting runner here, Buenos Notches, because it's interesting that the bulk of his form's been all down the straight at Flemington. Um, I think outside of when he won his maiden at Canterbury, he hasn't, we haven't seen him since here. In Sydney, so yeah, very interesting run of Buenos Notches. But of of the trials in the last six weeks or so, the one that just has really stood out to me is extremely lucky. Uh, I'm just devastated that there's no speed in the race because I, I really wanted to rip in and have a good bet on this horse today. But now I'm just a little bit worried if he got cluttered up and he might fire up in a slow run race. It might just take the zip out of him. But I've got to stick with extremely lucky. I was, I was all over him last week prior to the scratching. From Buenos Notches, I think Dragonstone's having a really good preparation and he'll get a nice run on the fence and peel off in the straight and have a, a final shot at them. And, and Kalino, obviously, a big chance as well. But I'm going with Extremely Lucky. I think he's a good horse and he's rated 88 at the moment and I think Chris Waller will take him uh, to triple figures pretty quickly. Mm. Davo? Yeah, um, not for me, Buenos Notches. I, I, 
I, I think his reputation's exceeded him at the moment. And the reason I say that is you go back and through his form and you go, oh, in secret, you go, Giga Kick, oh, wow, how good is this? But people forget that when he ran close to Giga Kick, Giga Kick wasn't the horse that he is now. He wasn't anywhere near him. Um, so I think he's got too much weight here. I mean, he's just turned four and here he is, you know, given giving plenty of weight to some really sharp sprinters down the bottom here. I think he's too short, personally. I, I, I've got him sort of fourth, fifth pick in the race. Um, I'm uh, extremely lucky in Kalino. They're the two, I think. Um, extremely lucky. Got a bad habit of missing the jump, so he's not the horse I go looking for to back, personally, but I think he might be too strong for them late here, and he might put himself up in life as a, as a real progressive sprinter. And Kalino, well... Again, I think this is a horse that Chris Waller is very, very bullish about, just the way he talks and, and, and the sort of tone he uses with this with this boy. And um, fresh is best for him. First couple of runs of the prep is definitely the best for him. And scratching him from a weaker race last last week to save him for this, I think it's a bit of intent too, even though he drew wide there. So, um, yeah, extremely lucky from Colino for me. I, I think Dragonstone's next best, but not 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 on the uh, Buenos Noches camp here. Why has Argentia not been discussed? It was a super run first up. You're getting 8.50 and we've barely written a bean on it today as well. So I'm sure it was a race there first up, Earls. Mm. You know, I and me won and, and yeah, there were, you know, it was funny, it was wasn't it? It was, was, it was, yeah, of course, but I'm just not sure it's the, the A-grade stuff. I, I'm, I'm not convinced it's, it's even what I want to go looking for here, which is surprising, but I thought she ran well and I thought she trialled well and, um, you know, it's hard to pot a form line when you haven't seen anything come out of it yet, so could easily get that one wrong for sure. She paraded um, pretty warm too. Uh, I think uh, just in the yard, she was a bit hot, etc. So I think she can improve, but I'm sort of with Dave. I, I, I like the look of extremely lucky here. It, it just might be an A grader, guys. Uh, joining Walla, it's got an unbelievable finish on it this horse so even though he's got a lot of thousand eleven hundred meter form I'm, form I'm actually looking forward to seeing him at 1200 meters today and it looks as though we're going to get a bit of a price he just continues to blow with the lack of speed but he does have a sprint so i think that holds him in good stead um next race we are going to talk about is uh race number six because uh, a listener Wanted to know about Faulkner Park. Hey, guys, Faulkner Park, is he under the odds today? He's got the fitness edge on a lot of these horses, but I'm worried by the draw. What does the panel think? Um, well, what do you think, Davo? Faulkner Park, I think he's done a great job uh, thus far, and if this track is sort of down the middle a little bit, we'll know by race six. Yeah, I think he's in the mix. Oh, he's got a great chance, but I can't get him anywhere near the market price. And I mean, they went up, what, $2.60? Like, what's going on there? Who, who's putting him up 260 I mean he's surely the best run of the lead up but the lead up's a level below this like there's there's new there's new angles here isn't there with the, the Sydney Cup favourite and, and all these other horses that come into the, the equation so I think if you like him wait I, I think he's the one to beat but I marked him around the $5 mark personally just because of the gator Dylan when, when they ride from those wide gates he'll tend to sort of get back and be really kind to him early so he's going to be a fair way off him off them turning for home and for me, I, I just think he's, he's short enough. But Annabelle Nisham, in, a, in an interview during the week, said it was basically her best of the of the, of the day. So it was was quite gave it a nice nice push there for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I thought he was short enough. I ended up landing on Hosier in a tough race. He's probably short enough now too. He's, he really firmed up. But look, he likes wet ground. He's going really well for Mark Minervini. And Costava Cup form doesn't probably sound terrific for a race like this but he carried the big weight there and the figures actually stack up quite nicely so I thought he was a good chance but look I thought there were six or seven hopes here um, Bonnie Ezra can bounce back Cleveland when they smoked this fire and it was the first horse they wanted to back during the week without no public trial so must respect there and there's a stack of others there that can that can feature even Bardot Jean I thought it's been trialling really well too Yeah Bardot Jean too um, Brad it's got those Sort of, how often do you see these horses that have raced during the winter up in Queensland that just sort of hold their form? I think thirteen dollars, three eighty a place each way bet to nothing. Mm. Hey, I just love these soft tracks. Loves mm. these soft tracks too, Brian mm. John. As does uh, Hosier. I, I, like Brad, I've gone with Hosier on top. I um, remember that day at Rose sort of July twenty two. We're expecting rain. And I was um, focusing on him, and then all of a sudden we didn't get that rain, and it was a dry track. And boy, he nearly won the race. He got the mm. gap, and then Barbie's Fox just nailed him 
uh, very late on, but I was blown away by that was clearly his best performance ever on a dry track that day, Hosea, so he's going to love the conditions here today. Got him on top. As far as Faulkner Park's concerned, I'm not that worried about the draw because I think there's enough speed in the race overall. Good tempo, and his running defeat was terrific at Rose Hill. Not many horses are able to come right around the field, sustain that run and win, but he went very close. My biggest concern with Faulkner Park is the softer track today because all this form has been on the dry tracks, and he just let down so well. Today we'll just learn a little bit more. Will, be, will he be as effective running home with a bit of cut in the ground? Hmm. I think the Brazilian horse is is interesting uh, in Fortune. He's had the two runs in now up to 2,000 metres. The distance that he was a Group 1 winner at home as a short price favourite. On rain-affected going as well. I thought he was a little interesting. They're number 13 in Fortune. Chris Waller told me this morning he's been a handful since they got him, this horse. I I, I think he's hard to ride. He can over-race, etc., and track work and... He was just switched off late, um, or he was switched off in a recent Rose Hill trial. On Faulkner mm. Park, Darren, uh, I mean, these Irish-bred horses, normally they they go better in the soft. So mm. that might be another angle with Faulkner Park. He's doing it on the dry on these faster tracks. He might just really appreciate the cut today. That's. I think it's a real learning curve with him. I, yeah. I can't be certain either way, but that's just my little concern with him. A couple of texts um, to read out here. One in regards to Back Rower this morning. Uh, a listener just wanted to know what was Michael Friedman's summary of Back Rower. We did have him on the program. And uh, you can grab that podcast too, by the way, if you wanted to hear that in full. Um, Michael Michael's podcast is up uh, on Spotify, etc. But his basic summary of the horse was that he's always liked him as a horse, uh, Back Rower. But he has had just a few issues since um, he was last in work. But he's happy with him today and... He goes in this midway handicap, and I mean, Michael Friedman's such a good trainer, guys, that um, he, you know, for him to be eligible for these midways, I think he could be quite potent when he gets the right horse. And back rower, Davo, he, he appears to be one that uh, just might be a better level, but the map is the, the question mark here. How do you see him fitting in in this first race? Yeah, well, the trainer's absolutely airborne, and he's a real up-and-coming trainer that uh, is one to follow for sure, and anything he's stepping out, particularly his first starter, is just winning, just winning for fun, and gee, it was an impressive winner, that pushy the other day, I know he goes around at Newey again today, but he might be a real improver going places, that pushy, that horse, but um, yeah, look, he, he's an interesting one, because you, again, you kind of look at the form and go, oh, former Anosopenko, Madame Pomery, Madame Pomery, how good's this, but again, you know, those horses weren't at that same level at, at that stage, and he just maps to be a long way off them here, he's never going to be my style of, of play, so I kind of, you know, look for, for something else in the race. I've ended up landing on field weary. I just like her form lines, this preparation. She liked the sting out. She gets into the, the running line, 55 and a half on her back. But I, I thought there were four or five hopes, back rower, vindication, um, a few others right there as well in the market. So interesting race. But, look, he can win. But when they're going to get back that far, which he will, I just mm. you, you go broke back on those types of horses. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little worried yeah. about where, where back rower ends up here, coming back as a gelding today. I've gone with Vindication. I just think gets all the favours uh, from the draw. Trialled really well before winning that Class 1 at Wyong that day, when a heavily back favourite. And then he did, gave all the chase to the unbeaten horse, Mogo Magic, last time out. But from Barry 2, he's got enough speed. He'll just be there in the right spot, turning for home. And I think he's a, a solid each-way bet there in the first Vindication. It's been a good betting race, Luke. Um, the back yeah. back rower, Ningaloo Star, and IQ in the last half hour as well. So yeah, John Thompson. IQ's run up. was good last time. IQ it was. Uh, in that same race. Yeah, it, it really mm. worked home well at the end. Got too far back. Yes, I was on him at forties. He just got too far back that day, didn't he? But um, yeah, look, he um, he's a chance. So is uh, Ningaloo Star, who just knocked up on the run the other day. There, first up. Won't be long before we release our multi today, guys. Um, I know Dicko will be listening. It'll open at um, 10.45, as always. We might run through our selections. I'll, I'll, I'll kick off first, guys. Um, uh, look, mine this week is extremely lucky. Uh, I just think in a smallish field, race five, number 10, I know he's got a brilliant sprint, so even if they go slow, I think he can overcome that. Drying tracks, no issue. Bomb trials, trained by Waller now. Um, I think they want to make a statement with him first up, so 
He's my leg, race five, number 10, extremely lucky. Brad Davidson, what have you identified for the multi this week? Well, I was going Zaki and then I just went, well, too many queries with so many horses coming back. I'll, I'll divert and go time to boogie in the last, who I thought was probably the, the bulletproof favourite in terms of he's going to be up there on speed. And, yeah, he would love a good track again. I think if it was a good track, he'd be an absolute moral. Um, but um, I think he'll get through the ground OK and... I'm not that wrapped on this Pacific Ruby as, as a lot of other people are, but um, I think he'll just get away with it out in front again, rolling along. His last two have been terrific, and on the ratings, he, he's easy to mark, you know, $2.20 around that price, and I know they've come for him this morning, so he'll, he'll do me today. Darren, you just spoke wanna, about vindication, and, and yeah, it's I just your want leg. to get, mm. get straight into it here. I, I hate getting gutted before lunchtime, but I think vindication <laughs> maps well. <laughs> And, and gets the job done. Uh, yeah, speaking of that, all over Cabalas in the first at Rose Hill. God, it's depressing when you've done half your bank oh. and it's not even lunchtime. <laughs> that was an ugly watch. Was that last, yeah, oh. last week? Boy, Race oh one boy. Yeah, yeah, Rose Hill. I mean, yeah. what was Just get to the outside. <laughs> J-Mac, doing, yeah, brother. <laughs> like, J-Mac, J-Mac, J-Mac. He puts in the... The 12 out of 10 to get Pericles home. No other jockey on the day would get Pericles home. You give it the best ride you'll ever see. And I reckon any other jockey would have got Kavala's home. He just needed to get it to the outside. He kept persisting for those inside runs and game over. Anyway, that's the way Did you give him a bell during the week just to give you that feedback? Give him that feedback, Dover? Or? <laughs> no, I'm sure, I'm sure he, he wasn't able to. Like, I'm sure those horses were, were going, uh, you know, like he would, have had, he would have been clipping heels if he was doing it. But as a, as a punter watching it, you're like, just, you're just screaming at the TV, just get to the outside, get to the outside, and he just wins for fun. But anyway, that's racing. Yes, it's uh, it's no good when you you know you definitely would have won, but the bad luck falls. Um, I had one during the week, boys. You see razors at Hawkesbury. Um, oh, dear, I think that was Thursday. Oh, just I, I haven't slept well since. I haven't slept well uh, since, Darren. I, I mean, it's just I know the it, feeling. it's cruel. It's I know, cruel. It's upsetting. Yes, but God, it's a, it's the best game in the world. This. I mean, imagine walking around IKEA today. This is hey, let's get the hit the table and chairs, go have a few meatballs, oh, stuff that. Oh, get out to Royal the... Ramwick. Get out to Royal Ramwick. This is where the real fun is. Imagine people who don't have a punt and don't don't follow horse racing. I mean, you're just missing out on life. It's just the best Last game. Last time in the I world. went to IKEA, they said, "What are you looking for? The hardware or something?" I said, "No, I want to know where the meatballs are. <laughs> They're the best in the world. The meatballs, IKEA meatballs." You just went for the feed, Darren. Yes. <laughs> just walked out with four bags of them. Outstanding. Hells, Ikea, not your goal, I wouldn't have thought. Oh, mate, you should see me trying to put anything together. I put a bed <laughs> together uh, back in January, and it was one of the proudest moments of my life. Absolutely hopeless. When the kids were younger, I used to have to go over to uh, neighbours and everything, take over a six-pack and say, can't you please help me out here? Absolutely hopeless with my hands. Am, am I put in the one? kitchen, but putting on fire in the kitchen this week. Oh, good. Am I the only one with those IKEA things that when you finish them, you've got still got about 10 parts left and wonder why yeah. <laughs> what I've done wrong, And but it's, it's dirty enough lost. and lasts a few years, so that'll do. Yeah. Boys, the last thing... them under the carpet <laughs> and don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> Boys, the last thing I built was a multi, so uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too worried about a, a chair or that whatnot. But um, speaking of which, it will be open very shortly. Hells, you'll let me know, and I think the price is a generous $6 this week for our multi. It's... Uh, race one, number four, Vindication. Race five, number ten, Extremely Lucky. Race nine, number five, Kamachi. Race ten, number seven, Time to Boogie. And Hurls, uh, I reckon that looks pretty good this week. Yeah, gee, I'm keen on Kamachi today. Really keen. I'm glad to see there's money uh, for it. It's into 6.50 now. It was a dual acceptor. It was going to race down in Melbourne. So Gary Portelli's decided to uh, to bring it up here, or stay up here, rather. And I thought its trial was superb, the first one. Second one wasn't asked to do as much and uh yeah i'm pretty keen on it so looking at the multi today as you said it's a it's a handsome price we have got race one number four vindication race five number 10 extremely lucky race nine number five kamochi and race 10 number seven time to boogie six dollars maximum bet 25 dollars we are now open go to uh sports and today's offers and wooshka it is open right now so be quick if you're on the tab app go to racing and racing specials and it's there so give it strength bazooka was it bazooka last week darren oh, don't upset yes, yes it now uh, yeah <laughs> yes it's Mate, it looked to. like not only you could not believe it didn't run fourth um uh, mate 
three hundred out. I thought this thing's absolutely hard. Mm. Same, same here. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's the joy of the plant. But so, um, those yeah. every now and then those snipers they they miss they mm. hit the target. Let's talk about these last two races, boys, because Hurls has given his summation of Kamachi, and I don't disagree. It looks airborne. Um, Davo, what do you make of this Silver Shadow Stakes? They want to be on Estriella, 350 favourite at the moment, two Cristilli at five. Um, they're sort of two promising young horses on the way up, but Platinum Jubilee, oh, I'm worried. I'm not, I'm not liking these trials from her. I, I know maybe, you know, trials are trials, but... I'm just not sure she's made the development and gone ahead because she's still pretty small. She's my pot. She's my pot uh, in this ninth race. I'm against her. She had the feel of a, a real two-year-old, didn't she? That, that probably that was kind of going to be her go and, and whether she'd develop or not uh, was remained to be seen. So I'm against her as well. I landed on Christelia. I thought she should probably be favourite in the race. I mean, she gave Kamachi a, a cold there in, in the Percy Sykes and and I know Kamachi beat her the start prior, but she was stronger through the line, and, and maybe Kamachi was just a bit too zippy around the Kenzo track. So you've got the same setup, 1,200, wet track, good trials. Nisham coming out and saying, basically, could be the most talented filly, you know, one of the most talented fillies in the stable, and mm-hmm. does a bit wrong and whatnot. But I, I thought she should probably be favourite. I mean, Estriella's up and going and, and was beaten by Cabalas, and even though Cabalas should have won the other day, I mean... It was a, it wasn't near this race, was it? I mean, Kintyre and horses like that. It, it's not in the. I thought it was just a little bit too short in the market. So was Cristilli. I, I think um, you know, there's, there's a stack of hopes though. I think Camacho run well, and um, yeah, I, I think uh, I've gone with Cristilli. But I think the best ruffie of the days in this race as well, guys. Mumbai Muse. I, I think this is the one that, whether it likes a wet track or not, I'm not sure. But um, she ran really well behind um, two really good horses on debut, and then. And then went to second run, started eight dollars fifty against Cylinder and pulled up lame. Um, trials have been good this time in. She just misses the start. That's the query and whether the inside holds up. But at around twenty six bucks, I thought she was a, a silly price. Him one by Muse. Thank you for a couple yeah, of bets on it today too. Okay. Yeah, mm. I think uh, I think she got the attention of a few people the way she looped the field and in her Rose Hill trial victory for Preble. Uh, on the 11th of this month. That was pretty impressive work. I made her the fourth pick in this race, Mumbai Muse, off that piece of work there. But Hurls, like you, I like Kamachi here, uh, number five. Mm. Great finish in her trailer, Warwick Farm, behind Talmina, really savaging the line. And I think she's done enough at all three appearances so far that she's one of the, the key chances here today. So uh, one running on, and the other pick I've got is Talmina. I think she's going to lead for a long way. Um, although she may have had a little bit of luck when she got in last time at, at Rose Hill with inhibitions badly held up behind. thought her trial was really sharp uh, since then, and she's drawn to lead. So I've got Kamachi on top of uh, Taumina, then, uh, then Estriella. I've got slight reservations uh, about her. She, she did show a lot of fight there, uh, but the Godolphin horse bled on the fence there and weakened out, so just wonder if that may have flattered a little bit. Yeah, Kamachi each way for me there in the Silver Shadow. I think this is the race I'm looking forward to the most on the card. I love it when the when the three-year-olds start coming through. Mm. Let's take the multi, Darren, because you and I both like Kamachi and Cinderella Days. 48.75, if you don't mind, for that multi. Right. 48.75. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah. That ain't over the way. Can we get a multiplier? <laughs> uh, yeah, you probably can, actually. Get that up to at least 52, 53. What's the biggest you've had? Um, I, I've got the five twice. One win, yeah, nice. one loss. Yeah, but that's Very quite good. a few years ago now. Mm, mm. Um, Davo, uh, text here from Leighton at Manly. He said he, he spotted you recently walking along, rip, sporting a ripping six-pack. Um, must be working on the abs in his spare time. Any any comment there, Davo? You're getting around with no kit on. No, definitely not. I don't know where he's getting that <laughs> from. That's my it job. Might be, uh, might be a different, uh, Davo. Probably not me, but uh, no, look, I, uh, I definitely keep the... Keep the kid on. Uh, no one wants to see my body. It's, uh, it's, it's not, uh, not much good, I can tell you. Uh, <laughs> that's a bit harsh on yourself, mate. Jeez. Now, the the uh, text of the week, I thought, last uh, Saturday was the, was the standout. 
There's the <laughs> oh, guy yeah. that spotted Brad picking, found a 20 on the street, picked it up and <laughs> blew up that they weren't two tens. <laughs> <laughs> Fair dinkum. He, he seems pretty good. Who wants two tens over twenty dollars? Like, he's yeah. been pretty good this morning, Brad. He hey. hasn't. Uh, he hasn't really arced up this morning. I've got to admit that was very, very funny. I'm talking uh, about the context of Brad always whinging. Yeah, finds a twenty dollar note and blows up because it's two tens. <laughs> Outstanding, very David. Good. Boys, um, let's let's do this new segment. So we're going to all uh, make a bold prediction or a bold statement, uh, just about. Uh, the Randwick meeting today, it'll be the Sydney meeting. We've had um, a few suggestions for the name of the segment. Um, one suggestion from Uncle Laurie was in my humble. Uh, none of us are humble, Laurie, so I suppose we'll have to brush that. Um, another text here too. Um, the boys are getting back into their work today. Very professional broadcast with banter on the back burner. Having said that, prediction for the spring, Giga kicked a bolt in the Everest. So uh, we've got to lift the banter up, Dave. That's why I didn't make that text up. That was fair yeah, income. Uh, no, we don't want professionalism. Income. We want banter. That's what we want this show. There's too much you know of what? that going around. We want banter. That's what I love about our listeners. Um, we're, we're getting a pot here for being too professional, Darren. So, <laughs> how good. <laughs> well, that, that's all, that's setting a worrying precedent if, <laughs> if they really want to go down this road, Darren. It's the era we live in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's my one. Here's mine this week, guys. My, my bold prediction or bold statement. Um, I'm going to say, even though she's a class act... Jay Carr, tread with caution today. She's got two or three favourites. She's got a decent book of rides, but, gee, I think it's a big ask. First up since March, injury, bit of off-field scandal uh, to come out and perform at a high level. Uh, we know she's a class act, but to do it first up, I, I won't be backing her today. I'll be, uh, I'll be giving her a wide berth in her return to the races. That's mine, Davo. What have you got for us? Well, I've got that there's going to be uh, many horses talked about from an Everest perspective after today. There's plenty that are going to be trying to put their hands up in light, but there'll be no horse talked more about from an Everest perspective after today than Cylinder down at Caulfield. Uh, I think he's mm. the real deal. He, I, I think he was the most consistent two-year-old. I think Shinzo got him on a day where it was perfect storm for Shinzo, and I think his trials have been enormous. Um, I'm not sure what price he is in that market, but I think he's the horse on everyone's lips. Everyone's lips uh, for the Everest mm. after today. I think he'll uh, go down there and, and uh, win and win well. Good one, Dave. What about you, Darren? James McDonald's on a lot of uh, well-fancied runners on this card today, and I've got question marks over a number of them. So I think James could be a big risk in the jockey challenge today. I was just trying to check exactly what price he is. Um, but I, I assume... Yeah, I, I, okay, I'll, I'll make that my call. Uh, I think James McDonald a big risk in the Jockeys Challenge. Hells, what have you got for us? The winner of the Wink Stakes will be a double-figure price. Gee, you, you're really throwing caution to the wind there. There's there's two horses at a single-figure f- price. So, <laughs> 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 oh, boy. What a well, I suppose I'm laying Zaki and Fangirl. I think, uh, I think, and oh, well, King Colorado, it's double figures, but you can't win. Um, so, yeah, uh, something wider well, in the market in the Wink Stakes. Well, Hells, you're probably, you're, you're long odds on to be right. Yeah, that, gee, that's a really disappointing start from you. Oh, yeah, I'm tearing well. down one of Racing's Glamour, glamour Girls. Uh, getting into Jay Carr, and, and you're you're giving us uh, a double figure price when a <laughs> dead set in the wing stakes. You guys wanted this segment. What have you done to me, Hurls? All right. Well, if I get a second grab at it, I'll say Amenable <laughs> will win at Caulfield today. And I was looking at what it's been nommed at uh, last night, and I couldn't find anything. Could be a Doncaster horse, Amenable. Outstanding, Davo. Had Hell's go there. You you a little bit flat with that um, bowl prediction from Hell's? No, I just feel I feel bad because <laughs> now he's had three predictions. He's got to get one of them wrong so we can bag <laughs> him next week. <laughs> <laughs> couple of couple of quick ones. Um, hey guys, thoughts on detonator Jack before you go for futures, Davo? I, I know he's resuming at Caulfield today. Has he has he got any sort of a, a spring prospect this horse? Well, he looks to come back well. He's jumping out really well. Whether today's a little bit short for him, I sort of toss and turn whether to put him on top. I've ended up making him second pick. But I think he can definitely make the improvement. Um, he's looking good at the trials, and what he did last time in was very good. So, uh, yep, um, I don't know what he's going for, though. But, um, yeah, he can, he can definitely go on with it. A couple of others. The listeners getting involved. My bold prediction, uh, Insane Vault 
will run top three in the highway. Bang, that's from Docks in Canberra. I think it's about 80 to 1, so um, good on your Docks for that one. Skirt the law in Melbourne. Hope she comes to Sydney soon. Think she's a star. Bold prediction. Private Eye will win the Everest. Here's the forgotten horse. And yeah, yeah. Ta- Yes, uh, he's one of yours, Hurls. I know that. And so turn it up, Davo. Buenos Notches will be the Everest horse after today. So that listener's keen on its future. Buenos Notches. Boys, um, big thanks. Been a lot of fun as always. Looking forward to this day, Davo. I think we can get a quid today. Yeah, I think it's a great day, and, and, and it's good. It's good people getting involved in this statement because that's, that's what it's about. We'll be accountable with it next week. We'll you know put our hand up when we get it wrong, which we will with a lot of these, obviously, but that's the Definitely. point. You know, We want you guys to get involved and make your statements. Try to make them for the day rather than the spring so we can do it each week and, and, and mock each other along the, along the journey. But that's what it's about. It's about having an opinion, and Buenos Notches, I hope for that. That listener there comes out and wins by five today, and all of a sudden he's you know he's right there for the Everest. That's what we love about the game, and we will continue to mock each other and have fun right along the journey this spring. That's what it's all about, guys. Having a bit of fun and not taking ourselves too seriously. That's what we. Uh, that's what this show is all about. And hurls when Fangirl knows Zaki in the wink <laughs> stakes uh, to, for your bold prediction. <laughs> your your position might be questionable on the panel next week if that happens. Probably is anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, today races one to six at Ramwood, Caulfield and Melbourne today. Place at Winbet using your tab account. If your horse runs second or third, you get a bonus bet back up to $50. You win some, you lose more. 1-800-858-858 for free and confidential <laughs> advice. The multi is still open, but you better be quick because it's going to be snapped up. Uh, the jockey's chance today, J-Mac, is the favourite. Did you say he only registered one point on Wednesday? Correct. Yeah, yes. it was about dollar fifty. He's actually just got out at two dollars, probably courtesy of Darren there. Uh, he's at two dollars in the jockeys challenge, six dollars any other jockey option. Karen McAvoy at seven eleven uh, for Dylan Gibbons. Jamie Carr, well after what Luke said, should be double the price, ten dollars. And then we've got Rachel King thirteen, Jason Cole eleven, and Nashua Willer at fifteen. Can't wait for this race today. Yeah, it's going to be great. No, 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 no knock on Jamie. I, I just think it's a big ass today. First up, <laughs> no, you're Group One day. To, now. I know I'm against it today. I won't be touching her. I won't be backing uh, Jay Carr today. I'll be uh, betting around in uh, the particular races she's involved in. Boys, uh, I thank you, Darren. Uh, good calling today. Not long to the first. Good crowd already starting to roll in too, guys. They're streaming in here near the uh, entrance, so should be a good day here at Ramwick, Darren. Yep, looking forward to it, and uh, so we're on a soft seven to to kick it off, but still, um, well, I think it's pretty much expected for the most part of the day. It's going to be breezy, windy conditions, so a good opportunity for the track to dry out even further. Thank you so much, boys. 11 o'clock, it's the DeBortley competition next. Thanks so much for your involvement in today's show, uh, listeners. And thanks for the fun uh, as well over the last 45 minutes. That's Behind the Gates. Good luck if you've taken the multi, and we'll see you next week.